You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 278 of the Nerd Room Podcast, where we cover all things DC, the house that Batman built, Star Wars, Marvel, and beyond. I'm your host for tonight, Carlos. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. It's been a long time since we've all been together, as you noticed from those cues there, but just like Bruce Wayne and Zack Snyder's Justice League, I've been traveling the globe and trying to put together my team. <laughs> I needed warriors. And uh, tonight we got something special, because much like Bruce Wayne, I had to bribe Sanjay, the Aquaman of our podcast, by uh, throwing him a little nugget here. So we got a little something <laughs> different for you to close out the show here. But uh, Phyllis, how's things been going? Oh, you want me to go? So that <laughs> Sorry, Mel told me. I was like, I, I don't want to interrupt. That's all you. Sorry, that's all, all right, you. Man, it's, it's been a minute. Yeah. I mean, we got to leave that awkward pause in so that people like have to adjust their podcast. They're like, oh, no, my stream cut off. And then I'll be like, no, it was just awkward silence until we get our groove back. Um, yeah, man, life's been good for me. Um, I've been really enjoying uh, going back to theaters. You know, they opened up. So I've been to three movies since they've reopened here in Calgary. Um, saw Godzilla vs. Kong in theaters. Got to tell you, man. Got to tell you, I'm glad I saw that one in theaters. I'm glad I saw that one in theaters and not uh, not streaming first uh, first hit. Um, the theater experience really added to it. It was not the greatest movie, but it was like an awesome like first movie back in theaters. Like just to like show like the spectacle of like you can't get this at home. You can only get this in the theater unless you're like freaking a billionaire and you can afford like an IMAX in your house but like most people <laughs> cannot and so it, I just, it was just a blast like I, I had the uh, afternoon off and I just like went at like a one o'clock show or like 12 30 and there's maybe like five six people in the theater and it just felt so good to be back that I was like I gotta do this again and then I went to see A Quiet Place 2 in theaters and uh, man that movie was awesome like I thought it was um good movie but not necessarily like a great horror film like there were some scares in there but it definitely didn't feel like a horror film like like it felt like a sci-fi movie that like takes place in like a horror setting where there's like all this horrible stuff happening and they do like effectively use horror but it's not like all the time there is like a sense of dread hanging over the film but i wouldn't call it like the scariest movie of the year or um you know like the scariest horror movie of all time, but it's a really solid flick. It's really good. Uh, highly recommend that one. And then I just saw, what did I just see now? Oh boy. Um, Black Widow. Yes. Black Widow. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Um, yeah. So I went to see Black Widow in theaters and I guess we'll touch on that next week, but uh, just, it was awesome being back in IMAX opening day, you know, crowded theater for an mcu film you know for uh like comic book film like i just i miss that man i miss that so much and so i was so glad that i was able to check it out opening day the anticipation the buzz everyone was like what's gonna happen it was there man it was you know you saw families going you saw like groups of people like friends and stuff it felt felt like the old days man 
you know, felt like the old days, like two years ago. Was it two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I was that's, like, shit, how, how long have we been in this, man? Like, time has lost all meaning. It's a flat right circle, so, man, uh, like McConaughey says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a Twilight Zone episode. I'll wake up and it'll be like March of 2020. And I'll be trying to warn people of COVID and no one will listen to me. <laughs> well, yeah. So so speaking of not knowing where we're at and what's going on, like Sanjay comes out here like a Yammer Jaeger during his Calgary Flames days. Missing yeah. a step, doesn't really know what's going on, a little bit behind the play. But obviously, we've jumped into our usual segment, starting the show like we always do with This Week in Nerd. So, yeah, man. Well, you know, it's like it's not like riding a bicycle, you know? Like, you got to ease back in here. It, it's a little a little tricky. I'm with these two veterans now. They're, they're kind of going to have to, like, lead me away. I'm used to, like, YouTube now, and now... You guys can't see my beautiful face, and I have to kind of wing it. It's throwing me off. I know, man. And like, yeah, we're we're rolling this week in nerd, but you're you got six weeks in nerd to mm. to catch up with us. So, what have you been doing with yourself? You've been MIA six weeks. The people yeah, want to know I what was... uh, Sanjay's been up to aside from oiling yourself. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been hitting hitting the gym ski. Um, you know, getting some of that protein in me. Um, been hitting the tennis courts, man. Like you can see me in Wimbledon next year, my uh, forehands and backhands. No, man, I've just been living the dream. It's uh, it's just like uh, with everything, like all the uh, since I've got my like second dose of COVID vaccine, I've just been like out and like exploring the world again, like a like a teenager who just got his driver's license. Like everything is new again. I'm like seeing friends that I haven't seen in six plus months i'm going to movies i'm just just living the dream man so uh yeah i don't know like nothing really in terms of like nerd like i've been man the movie collecting has been like another thing that i've been hitting up it's like so you know like in july they have the criterion sale so 50 percent off um I've been I've been eating that good cinema, man. Let me tell you, ah. you know, you go to the gym, you pump up, and you need like a good meal after. Troy knows what I'm talking about. Carlos <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. You know, you get that good bicep curl, and you're just like feeling it, and you see like the vein pop in, and then and then you go home, and you're like, I really gotta like load up on food here because like that's what you do. And uh, I've been digesting that cinema. So the Criterion Collection, man as the movies come in because some of them are coming in from the States. Some of them are coming in from Canada as they come in. I'll be, you know, posting about which movies I'm getting. Um, you can never go wrong. If the movie's in criterion, it's, it's in there for a reason. And, uh, part of the reason I love it is it introduces you to cinema from around the world that I never would like seek after unless it was like brought to my attention from the criterion collection. So, people like Igmar Bergman or Federico Fellini or um you know um trying to think of like other ones without giving away like some of my like favorite directors that we may be talking about later in this episode um but yeah man it's just uh it, it's 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 awesome and uh just been collecting movies and my comic reading has taken a hit uh, um you know I, I mentioned this before but like back when I was working downtown I would just stop on my way home because the comic shop was right on my drive home, pick it up, read. But now I only go like once a month and then I come home with like a thick stack of books and like, I'm just so lost. I'm like, where do I even begin? You know, I'm just like, okay. And then I'm like, well, 
it seems like a chore at this point. So I gotta like, I don't know, like what what do you guys do when you have like the thick with two C stack of book <laughs> books and you're trying to like read through it? Like, do you do you just like go okay? I'm gonna read like all like say Batman and all like Wonder Woman in like one shot, or do you read like okay this came out on you know the first week of June, read everything this came out second week of june like how do you guys get caught up when you're chasing i'll you well, i hear you man oh go ahead brother yeah no you know i'm in the, i'm in the same boat actually as sunny because i picked up quite a bit of quite a bit of comics the other other week or two the last time i was on here and i, I still haven't managed to get through um normally what i do uh these days since nick spencer is taking over the spider-man run i try <laughs> and get rid of uh, the garbage first so i'll digest that quickly <laughs> Therefore, any other book I read after will just be better, right? So it makes it a lot much more enjoyable. So I'll get through uh, Spencer's run, and then I like to go through X Men. Um, just finished up. Actually, finished up that that uh, fire. Was it? Was it called the Gala? Um, the Hellfire Gala. So I just finished that. But anyways, yeah. So I like to kind of just do it that way. But I kind of go week by week. I kind of just take my time with it. Really, I don't really have any good well, tips. Well, surprise, surprise, we have Nick Spencer as a special guest on the podcast. So, <laughs> Nick, come on down. and uh... That might be dangerous for Nick. For me, what I do is I, I'll just plow through anything that I started before. So yeah. if I'm in the middle of a miniseries and I've caught up and I have two or three issues of that in the stack, I'll read those two or three all in a row, then you know, jump to whatever book I kind of I'm in the middle of a storyline with next and kind of polish them off that way and then leave anything that's kind of starting a new storyline or that's a new mini series for last type of thing. So nice. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to try, I had like a thing where I like read two books a day. Cause I'm like, you know, two books is like, I'm working from home now. Like, you know, my kids don't get picked up until like a little bit after I'm off work. So I have some time after work that I can, you know, or like lunchtime I can fit it in. So I'm going to make more of a concerted effort. Because I have literally like a hundred books that are just sitting there <laughs> begging to be read. And I'm like, why am I buying these if I'm not reading them? So, uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mentioned earlier the theater. Man, like being back in the theater is awesome. I don't know if you guys have gone yet. Um, but it's been it's been awesome. Like It's just like one of those things that you don't realize how much you enjoy until it's taken away from you, right? It's like if, if someone just said, like, you couldn't eat pizza anymore, you know? But, like, you couldn't make – you couldn't eat, like, takeout pizza, but you could still make, like, those, like, frozen pizzas. Mm -hmm. You know? It's, like, it's still pizza, but it's not, like, the really good, like, you know, really good pizza. So, um, loving the theaters. Um, what can I say about that? Um and that's about it, man. You know, living life. You, you know, it's like, it's kind, it's not, not the same, but it's kind of like with all the restrictions and everything that was going on, plus the uncertainty of like, if I go to the mall to pick up this movie, could this eventually lead to my death? <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, it's like that like thought in the back of your head. But like once, um, you know, um, once I got my my vaccine and and whatnot, um. I kind of just like those thoughts just kind of went away and I'm just like, all right, this is it. Let's live life. Let's, let's, let's do this all. And, uh, it's been, it's been pretty much what I've been up to. Um, 
A lot of rambling, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not like preparing for episodes like I used to. Well, you've got six <laughs> weeks of rambling to catch up for. So I, yeah, I, man, I I'm kind of like Grandpa uh, Simpson. Yeah, I, I, I've given you like 20 minutes of runway here, so I think we got most of it out. So hopefully, our our review episode goes a little more smoothly. Because uh... yeah, man, I just you know I don't want to like spoil anything because like apparently I'm the spoiler, but uh, Black Widow dies at the end. Like what? What? Sunday. Yeah. Did you know that? There, there's a lot of people out there that haven't seen Endgame. But Troy, my man. <laughs> been three people. Yeah. Are you listening to this podcast? Then? <laughs> I don't know why you picked us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, brother man, we uh, we had yeah. you for a couple weeks back. We did a little yes, co- collab with our brother Jay from Invasion of the Rewake two weeks ago and talked some comics. And then, uh, yeah, you had to go on holidays. But uh, what's been going on with you these last two weeks, man? Yeah, man, I went on holidays after, uh, basically after that episode, after we recorded, and um, it's been pretty chill. I mean, work's still been busy, but um, collecting-wise, man, I haven't done much. I haven't done anything except execute a plan, a project of something I've been wanting to do for quite some time. Carlos, oh, you're, you're, you know, you know, you're my guy. You, when, when it comes to the hot toys, that's the guy I consult with, the Batman himself, so... You know, I've had this idea for a while where I'm like, look, I really want to get my hands on the hot toy Black Panther Civil War. It's damn near impossible to get without breaking the bank. I think I think he's about like six hundred to eight hundred dollars. I've even seen him for a G. So, um, well, you have those in singles, Troy, for you're working so hard. <laughs> you have all those in loonies. Like that, you should just be able to roll up to the counter, plop down a bag of loonies, and be like, here you go. Taking all the hot toys, <laughs> give them to me. Yeah. One day, <laughs> this hot toy is paying for those hot toys. <laughs> <laughs> no, if only, man. But um, you know what? I um, I did my research and I found out that T'Chaka's costume in the MCU, it is actually the Civil War costume that T'Challa wears in Civil War. Um, except there's some gold trim along the outfit instead of the silver. He has like a garb over, <clears throat> and he has pants. So I was like, well, wait a second. Hot Toys are like genius at like mimicking the authentic kind of look of the film. So I went and I looked at some videos and I've seen some people kind of, um, you know, go over the articulation of the T'Chaka figure. And I even saw one video, I think, where they actually kind of show that the pants are removable. So from there, I was like, okay, I can do this. I just need to replace that head because the T'Chaka head and the T'Challa head are completely different. I'm a big fan of the Civil War look when it comes to that head. Um I was kind of like, what am I getting myself into? Because these are hot toys. This isn't uh, this isn't a black series I'm messing around with. This is a hot toy, so I got to be careful here. But um, I was like, you know what? Go big or go home. And I only plan on doing this one time. I don't recommend it for anyone to actually just go out there and start customizing hot toys. But the people that are out there that do it, like mad props. That's that's amazing. But for me, I'm going to stay in my lane and do this only once. So I uh, continue to do more research. Um, found some paints so I can actually once I do get my hands on. The T'Chaka figure, I can over go over like the gold trim, paint some parts silver, leave some parts gold, because in my head I wanted to make this like um uh, like King T'Challa as opposed to just like Black Panther T'Challa, right? So did all that. Um, still looking for a head. So what I ended up doing is I found a bunch of knockoff figures online, and I think this toy is called like the Crazy Toys Black Panther from the Civil War. And when you look at this figure, it looks like pound for pound like an actual hot toy, but there's no articulation. He's actually just a statue. But I didn't care about any of that. All I needed was that head because as long as the paint apps on that head were good, 
It's going to work for me. It's a masked figure. I don't need any kind of crazy details in the eyes or the ears or the hair. All I need is that helmet and I'm good. So I ordered this thing. I think it took like a month or so to come in from China. Took a hairdryer, ripped that head off, boom, threw it on the, the actual hot toy. And I was like, whoa, okay, I got I to gotta <laughs> throw this to Carlos and see what he thinks. Carlos gave me the approval that it looks good. So uh, mad props to you, man. So once from there, that's when I began adding the paints. And um, it, it, looks, it looks really cool. I got to say, I come downstairs quite often. And I, I eyeball the heck out of this thing, so I will. I will put some videos oh. or pictures or something eventually on this. Man, guy. props to me, props to you, my friend. Like the <laughs> yeah, the man. stones it takes to be able to mess with the hot toys like this. Like I couldn't believe it. Like he's kind of showing me these pieces as they're coming in, and it's like, dude, here's the Tachaka. Here's this figure I bought off off eBay or wherever it came from, and uh, yeah. here's my plan. And I'm like. Dude, I'm like sweating. Like it's it's nuclear hot in in Alberta right now, but I was sweating. I was like, "Brother, I I commend I commend the initiative, but holy smokes, man. Like you got to have some gumption to start ripping and pulling, but this thing is sublime. Like like you said, it's like that King T'Challa look, but it's it's just a special perfect idealized version of the Civil War Black Panther. It's mm. Like I, I don't even know that I want a regular Black Panther anymore. That Civil War Black Panther, because oh, I've been looking longer. I want like the Troy the Boy Black <laughs> right. Panther. My man, thanks, man, thanks. That's oh. huge. Oh, I can't wait to see this thing. Yeah, dude, it's wicked. It's so wicked. Like it's perfect. It's the ideal version of Black Panther. Ah, oh, that's cool, nice. man. That's cool. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah, it it is rad, man. I I freaking love that thing so. You you couldn't have done a better job on that. So, hats off to it, you, man. brother. Hats yes, off to you. Like you, yeah, you're man. the king of the customization <laughs> for sure. Right? For yeah. sure. Before you know it, he's gonna have like ten orders, and they're all gonna be like, "We want the Troy the Boy hot toy." <laughs> oh Black shoot! I see what you did there. Yeah, I like yeah, that. You know <laughs> yeah, man. You're gonna when you buy hot toys, how you get like the little sheet with the credits as to who oh, worked yeah. on it. Yeah. There's gonna be a. <laughs> Designed by Troy the Boy, quality yeah. control Troy the Boy. Well, you know, you, you maybe that's why he's been working like so hard. He's getting like that internship at Hot Toys. Pretty soon, he's gonna be oh, like rolling him out. Yeah. I could use he's it, getting... man. I could use it because that's another thing. Me and Carlos have been going back and forth, and I'm like, I'm eyeing up not just the Hot Toys, but like the one six scale. I'm 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 in love with these things right now, and I'm I'm sending him screenshots of like a Cyclops, a Magneto. Um, that third party one that did uh, the Superman, you know, like we're just going back and forth. Cyborg just dropped uh, an announcement the other day. We're just like in awe over these, over this line of, of figures, man. It's it's really something special out there with 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 everything, man. Because like the McFarland stuff too. I finally got my hands actually as well on uh, the Terry McGinnis Batman uh, yeah. multiverse. Ooh. Tom McFarland. I'm like, whoa, this is because I've just been in awe watching Carlos's like uh, Terry McGinnis that you posted uh, maybe about a month ago. Like, you got that early when it came out. Yeah, and uh, I had some hard times finding it, but when I did, I was like, "Oh, cool! Like the wings go like this, and uh, he's great." So I put him up with like my, my bat family, and I just I love this figure, man. It's good, really good. Yeah, man, it's a great time to be collecting. Like, it, yeah. expensive, super yeah. expensive, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it, lots and lots of really cool stuff out there. Like too much cool stuff. Yeah, and more to come, man. It's scary. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. 
ain't that the truth like just wait till like some of this like the bottlenecks with production start getting alleviated and some of that mm-hmm. plastic starts sitting the shelves like man it's uh it's gonna be scary times for mr mastercard there <laughs> so you're saying i should invest in mastercard eh? All right. yeah there's... went up three percent the stock just when the hot toys got released <laughs> it's true man it's true um yeah i guess on to me it's been a pretty light week i had some cool acquisitions last week i still got to crack open that uh, neca catwoman there it's just uh, it's been too busy and like I like to savor those those cool pieces and take my time and I was gonna open her tonight I was like ah I'm a little tired a little tired I don't uh, don't want to crack out Selena just yet but maybe by the time this episode drops I'll have those pictures up in the uh, nerd room Instagram but uh, yeah. for me the cool thing this week was WitcherCon man like uh, Netflix certainly spearheaded uh, this joint uh, celebration of all things Witcher. And obviously the two primary things being their series and the uh, CD Project Red uh, video game series. But man, they did a phenomenal job with this. It was kind of like a fandom light, but they it was pretty cool. Like they had all the key members of the cast show up and participate and do a Q&A. They had a great hostess for it and uh, a really cool set. And they had the band that does all the music for the video games. They would do interludes for them all the time probably an hour long interview with Henry Cavill, some reveals of a sweet new animated series for Netflix, um, a spinoff series. And then obviously the trailer for season two, which blew me away. And then, uh, man, uh, the video game guys are releasing that PS five remaster pretty quick. Mm, 60 frames. Uh, I don't know exactly what they're doing with it. They talked 60 frames. Um, they showed the updated character model and it's like they were smart. They basically took the same image that they had from the initial Witcher three game, but yeah. they just showed it with the sweet lighting effects that the oh. PS five is capable of. Cause they that ray tracing, man. Yeah. Stuck them in oh. fire and it just oh. it looks completely different. So oh. I have to get my hands on a PS five before this thing hits. Have Let's to. go, man. <laughs> Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, man. We got we got to go hard on that system. Oh, Shoot. I know, man. Yep. I know. I'll uh, I'll have to take up the reins of Jason or or um, Tim there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I know Nightwing's all locked up. <laughs> you know it. You know yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe even Babs, and I can squint, and she look like Bruce as as it's going along. But uh, yeah, man. After after WitcherCon, like the desire to get my hands on a PS5 is greater than ever because it's like I got to replay that game day yeah. one when it hits. Take my four weeks of holidays if I have yeah. to to get those hours in, man. Because <laughs> I freaking love that game, love that world, love that lore. So gonna soak it all in all over again. But yeah, if you missed WitcherCon, it's like three hours. And if you go on Netflix's YouTube page, they have the whole thing posted up there and. You can kind of play around in there. And yeah, if you have any affinity for that series at all, be it the show, the games, the books, or just the characters in general, it's definitely well worth your time. So is it all connected in this con? Like like the animated series is going to be connected to the the live action? Yeah, so all the Netflix stuff is connected. And then, because um, they've done it kind of cool. So the book series is the book series, and that came out like the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, and wow. then, yeah, when CD Projekt Red started the game series, they actually did it as a as a sequel to the books. 
that kind of drew on the lore a little bit. Like, I think the first game played with stuff that was in the books, but by the time they got to Witcher 2 and then certainly Witcher 3, it's a sequel to stuff that happened in the books. But their author is like, yeah, that's cool, and he worked with them, but at the same time, he's like, that's not necessarily canon for what my book lore is. And then the Netflix series is doing its own thing with the Witcher lore, and it's more closely tied to the books, but it's not a direct adaptation. And then they've actually built out the lore a bit. And so they're doing like an animated series with um, like Vesemir, who's like his mentor. And then they're doing another one with the like very first witchers that came out. So that's like a prequel show that they're doing. Cool. And, and it's kind of neat, like that they're all um, drawing off of Andre Sikowski's original books, but they're all doing their same thing and they're kind of all working in concert together so that they can be the same, but yet be different. And uh, yeah, it gives everybody a bit of room to breathe and do their own thing with the lore. And like, I think it made those games really special by not trying to just adopt the books. And I think the series is going to benefit from not trying to adhere too closely to the books as well. And we get two sets of McFarlane figures because of that approach. We get those oh, gaming figures and then that yeah. sweet, <laughs> sweet uh, Netflix series figure that you teased with like the cloth cloak and stuff oh, like that. Oh, so. man. With that hood up? Woo! Looks so, good. Oh, my, like I'm, I'm taking wagers. So uh, hit us up on the, the nerdroom.net and we'll take wagers as to how many uh, Geralt of Rivia Netflix McFarlane figures that Troy buys just for that cloak. <laughs> <laughs> because the cloak is the perfect Jedi mm. cloak. Perfect. Uh, With, so good. Yeah, the hood, it looks like it might have a bit of wire in there. And yeah. the Farland figures being priced what they're at. Y- yeah. You can't even buy the material for what that thing costs. So. <laughs> He's got to just return them all, Stan's cloak. Be yeah. like, no, never yeah. came with never a cloak. cloak. What's a cloak? What do you mean? I uh, got this figure for my son, and I know nothing about it, but he already has one, so please take this back. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know who this Geralt is, but uh, please take it back. <laughs> yeah, there'll be that. The, the closest will be the the, fi- the figure that comes returned with the hood from the hood Marvel oh, yeah. figure. <laughs> so got Kendrick. Was it, was it uh, General Kendrick or uh, Kenick? Is it Kenick from Krennic. Uh, Star Wars? Krennic with <laughs> yeah. the white hair. Just see him stuffed back in there. <laughs> <laughs> this is, what do you mean? This is the Witcher. Look at the white hair. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah. All those Krennic and DJ figures going back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, once again, those Rogue One figures are going to be littering the, the shelves of oh, Toys R Us. Man. It's coming up, man. It's coming up. Jin Erso. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? This is supposed to be Yennefer. Exactly. Look. That's not the character from Star Wars. Yeah. But speaking of other media, we've had the Emmy nominations come out today. And in our space of talking everything Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond, uh, man, Disney Plus came hard with the nominations with 23 for WandaVision. 24 for The Mandalorian and five for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And uh, a bunch of them above the line, like Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are both nominated for Best Actor. I think WandaVision's nominated for Best Limited Series. 
Um, one of the ones that I thought was surprising was Don Cheadle was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No way. It, that's what I said. It's like he has like maybe 90 seconds of screen time. <laughs> and yeah. then you don't nominate Carl Lumley, who played Isaiah Bradley. It was amazing. <laughs> I know. And who deserves it? So it's like, hmm. I think you guys uh, nominating these Marvel shows to get people to tune into the Emmy should have probably watched them first <laughs> and at least made proper nominations. But, uh, well, is this, uh, what network is this going to be shown on? ABC, probably. Who owns ABC? The Mouse. The House of Mouse. Conspiracy. Man, it's all, yeah, man. Let's, let's do a recount. Because if someone who's never watched a second of any of the shows, I demand recount. I know, I know, but uh, no, you know what? Like, kudos, kudos to Disney Plus with that, and uh, on the HBO Max side, they got they had 130 nominations for HBO Max, which was the most of any network, and 79 for Warner Brothers TV, which was the most of any studio. So, oh wow, yeah, you know, people take shots at those two entities, but at the same time, the proof is in the pudding. Like they're they're killing it, and it might not be in the space that we cover and focus on but they're putting out quality product for their audiences and um another one was the boys nominated for best uh adult drama i think or limited series or something like that but uh yeah it's going up against wandavision so oh give it to the boys give it to the boys (laughs) yeah it's it's gonna be hard is that a show you guys would recommend oh Oh, sunny definitely come Man, go back to season one. Sonny, you would have a <laughs> blast, man. This, All right. this show's uh, you great. Can... You would love it. You would love it. Give me, it's tailor-made give me 30 for seconds. You, I want you guys to pitch me on it. Hold on, hold on. You guys got 30 seconds. Pitch me now. Well, it's about a guy who's quite a bit like you with a bizarre yeah. sense of humor who's going around and trying to take down superheroes because he thinks that they're no good for the world mm-hmm. uh there's nudity in it they kill a dolphin they have a baby that they shoot people with that's heat that's vision um elizabeth shoes in it who is mm. oh, elizabeth shoe nice. yeah Who's a fox? Uh, <laughs> all right, that's 30 a... seconds. You're, we're ending on Elizabeth Shue. That's all you had to say. Elizabeth Shue, I'd be like, oh, she was in Hamlet too. Let's go. So did we sell you on it? Yeah, man. Okay, Victory. good. Good, good. And you, yeah. you can watch it on Amazon Prime Video, which you discovered you had on this show. <laughs> yeah, who knows? If you have an Amazon membership, you also get video? Everybody. Probably advertise it everybody. Yeah, literally that? everybody yeah. knows that, except for you, brother. <laughs> What is Jeff Bezos paying you guys? Okay, like no one knows this. He needs to s- stop collecting money and advertise more because not a lot of people know about this Amazon product. Why? Well, I know we're we're gonna get cut off those Disney checks with that uh, <laughs> trashing on on WandaVision we did. So we're gonna we, get we Amazon to... free two day shipping. Yeah, we need that sweet sweet Amazon money because they're gonna withhold our our Disney payoff checks. but speaking of disney who we do uh embrace and love on this show the reason that we're not covering the big uh the big release that they had this week obviously black widow is because we need our marvel maestro we need tim the man we can't do a marvel movie review without him so that'll be next week and we'll also probably cover that what if trailer Maybe not next week, but down the line. And there was a few ideas percolating with what to do surrounding that. So, yeah, we what got. What if we don't? 
Uh, what if we don't? What if we don't? What if? We wouldn't be the nerd room. We'd be delayed <laughs> offside. Uh, what if? We should do a what if. What if, like, we switched one of our hosts? It's like, you know, it's like, oh, what if my wife was one of the hosts of the nerd room? That's And then we could be like, what if? And then that would be the episode. What if? Right? Like Our, our episodes would be 25% shorter. that's what you think you should wait till you hear her thoughts on black widow (laughs) excellent excellent that's hilarious well yeah man maybe uh maybe hit her up for a little mini review we can integrate into that she's like it's good (laughs) (laughs) excellent so speaking of good and speaking of all things sanjay the deal i had to make like bruce wayne in that Finland village at, in Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. I like that you keep referencing it. You it's, know, this is like part of my contract to come back. It's like it, every fifth reference must be to a Zack Snyder film. It's true. It's true. We had uh, some aggressive negotiations there, but uh, we're happy to have come to an agreement that's mutually beneficial for both parties. And we look forward to our arrangement with Sanjay paying off well into the future. So... <laughs> Man, you guys bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> uh, with that pause at the beginning, I'm starting to believe that. But uh... it was a technical glitch. Okay, <laughs> there was a wardrobe malfunction <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> so what we've decided to do this week, just to change gears a little bit, is we're going to revisit a story or uh, a question that Sanjay had posed to Tim, myself, and our boy Kyle from the Tumbling Saber with if you were stuck on a desert island and could only watch the filmography of one director, who would that director be? And we very quickly, all three of us, arrived at Steven Spielberg, whether the answer is there, period, full stop. Sanjay, we needed you to bring something else with this question to kind of test us. So we've decided to bring it back tonight. And same question stands. You're stuck on a desert island. You can only watch the videos of one director for the rest of your tenure on this desert island. Who is it going to be? Anybody except one Steven Spielberg. So. And, you know, I just like to say, like, Steven Spielberg may be, you know, the correct answer. I'm not going to argue against Spielberg. I think he is you know, arguably the greatest director, American director um, of the big blockbusters of the last like 40 years. You know, um, if you you say Spielberg, hey, more power to you. I support that. I think he's wonderful. But, you know, let's give let's give the audience some other stuff. You know, it's like let's give them some debate, some like other other people, you know, let's spice it up. It's like if you're saying like, who's the greatest hockey player of all time? It's like, oh, you throw in Wayne Gretzky, and it's like, okay. But then it's like, oh, but let's talk about, like, the other guys, right? So it's kind of – kind of, or, like, who's the greatest basketball player? Who's Kobe. the greatest basketball – Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, man. Stop you right R. there, R. man. Yeah. All day. <laughs> Who, who's the greatest basketball actor of all time? Kobe. His commercials were great. <laughs> great commercials. <laughs> I, I would say Sha- Shaquille O'Neal for that one. Um, mm. Well, we'll I see cannot. this Friday with uh, what LeBron brings. Yeah, to maybe screen. LeBron. Maybe, maybe. Is he gonna take the title from MJ? Who knows? Uh, man, my kid loves Space Jam, but holy smokes, is MJ so ever <laughs> stiff in that movie? Man. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Bill Murray's great though. Bill Murray kills me in that one. But yeah. But right? MJ, yeah. MJ. Yeah. I haven't seen it in probably twenty years. And like my kid wants to rewatch it with me and I'm like, all right, we'll do this, but I got the four K on order, so once it comes in I'll pop it in because gotta see some MJ in four K. Oh yeah, man. Space Jam is like a big deal in my house. Like I've been having to run to McDonald's every second day to go get like <laughs> Space Jam toys and then it's like I nice. can we get the Space Jam McNuggets meal? I was like I I don't really eat McNuggets and you eat like four. I don't know what we're gonna do with the bronze size Space Jam McNugget meal here, but uh yeah, let's see. And like that was like the movie. She's like she was cool with watching Black Widow at home, but it's like we gotta go to the theater to see Space Jam. And my wife and my other daughter is like, we're out. We got no interest in that. Good luck. So I'm nice. Like, ah, well, might as well. Might as well. So we'll have a little yeah. daddy-daughter date night with uh, cool. Space Jam and see awesome. what uh, so cool. LeBron brings. But... Are you going to wear your LeBron jersey there? Uh, no. Toon Squad? My Yeah, Toon Squad is a little closer. I'm a Raptors fan. So this year is definitely we were, we were rolling like the Toon Squad. <laughs> all due respect sergio love you baby but uh do you think uh michael is gonna make an appearance that's what i was gonna him? ask yeah i don't think so I'll, I'll tell you how it's gonna end i'll tell you how it's gonna end lebron will be in a gym it'll be empty he'll be dribbling michael will knock on he'll come in he'll be in his shorts and he'll be like hey how, i you know i heard you save this looney tunes how about a game of one-on-one let's see who's the best and you know, like in Rocky Three, yeah. Rocky and Apollo, yeah. it freezes. Yeah. It'll literally be like they'll throw the ball up, and both players will jump for like tip off, and then it'll Ooh. be like freeze frame, and it'll be like, "Welcome to the space." No, jam. man, it'll be it'll be like the Last Dance where he'll knock, and he'll be like, "I heard you did a movie with Bugs Bunny, and I took that personally." And then... <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> That's amazing. I like that. That's amazing. Be amazing. <laughs> but anyways, I just would, before everybody, I just tra- want to see them trash talk each other. Like <laughs> I would pay so much money to see like five minutes of LeBron and MJ just trash talking each other. Like he's like, oh, you had to go to like a superstar team to win a championship, and he's like, LeBron's like, yeah, well, and then he's got nothing, and then like it just keeps going. You know, like I, I think that would be cool. They should do that. What I think is going to happen is they're going to have to put a warning at the beginning, a disclaimer on the beginning of this podcast saying, we apologize that Tim was unable to make the record. So if you want to suffer through this week's episode of The Nerd Room, <laughs> listen to these yahoos talk about LeBron and Michael Jordan because it's of my Space other podcast Jam. Seeping in. This is called The Locker Room. We've taken over. You know, it's like when NWO took over WCW, it's like we're taking over the nerd room. It's now the locker room, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be out pretty quick. <laughs> but anyways, back to our anchor discussion for yep. this week. Desert Island director. Yes. Sanjay, tell What's us up? who is going to take us right. on a cinematic journey. No theme parks here. What no director here, buddy. No, do you no, no, have no. that's going to take us on a cinematic journey that will keep you entertained for all your days on a desert island? Well, you know, I do have a couple of directors, and I feel like I talk about them a lot on the show, like Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan. They're kind of like two of my main main guys. And I was like, you know, I could go with like the stock answers, but like 
I feel like I've I've chatted them up enough. Like people who listen to this know about them, right? Like everyone does, right? They're like two of the greatest, and they wouldn't be bad answers. I I, I dig them all. Um, but for me, what I wanted to do is just go back, and I wanted to like not that he's a not well known director, but I feel like he kind of gets lost in the shuffle these days because he hasn't put out a movie in a while. I'm going back old school. I'm going to one of the masters of horror. One of the masters of science fiction. One of the masters. This guy ain't building theme park rides. This guy is giving you 3,000 caloric meals of cinema. <laughs> Mr. John Carpenter. Oh, nice man one, himself. Okay. So, like, I'm looking through, you know, his filmography. And, of course, everyone knows about Halloween. Like, he literally started the genre of slasher films in America with Halloween. Like, such a landmark film. It's one of the most um, successful independent films of all time. That film still holds up. Like, it is an awesome watch. Every shocking Halloween, I, I pretty much watch it. It's it's terrific. Um, so you got Halloween. Then you got another great, you know, kind of horror-ish movie in The Fog. You know, a little... Little the original, not the remake with Tom Welling. <laughs> uh, the Fog is a good solid movie, and then you know you got like more sci-fi with Kurt Russell, and he teams up with Escape from New York, and then later on Escape from L.A. Like those are fun flicks. You throw them on, you're gonna have a blast. Um, going down, you know, and then he has maybe his greatest film in The Thing, which is a sci-fi horror classic. Like this thing is amazing and it's getting a 4k release this year which instant day one pickup this is like the perfect film like this is amazing if you haven't seen john carpenter's a thing stop listening to this podcast your views have already been counted for our uh our list go watch the thing come back and give us another listen maybe we'll get two listens out of it but you have to check it out and then you know me like i love stephen king Right? Like, who doesn't love Stephen King? The man is, is a genius. And you got John Carpenter tackling Christine about the haunted car. Another great film. Um, and you get Big Trouble in Little China. Again, Kurt Russell. That's another, like, classic, like, super fun film. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, into some more of his, like, newer stuff from, it, well, like, new, newer stuff, but, like, late 80s, like, Prince of Darkness, just released on 4K. Amazing film. They live. Rowdy Rowdy Piper's in They Live. Like, come on. If I'm going to be watching one filmography, I'm going to see Mr. Piper himself, uh, wrestler turned actor, and in, in They Live. Just an amazing, an amazing film. You know, you keep down the list. And, and this is like one of my favorite John Carpenter films is In the Mouth of Madness. Like, this is like one of his hidden gems. It's, for whatever reason, it doesn't have like a great critical score on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that matters, but like, I was surprised. This movie is freaky as shit, man. Like, so the basic premise is there's like this uh, author who goes missing, and there's like this insurance guy who's got to go in and try like find him because he wrote this one book. It was like his last book, and he needs to like bring it back into the world and release it and see like where where this guy is. And he doesn't know if it's like a stunt or not. And he ends up going to like a small town where he's supposed to be and. You know, it, it's terrifying. It, it's terrific. And Sam Neill's in it. He's wonderful in it. It's just a terrific film. I highly suggest it if you're looking for, like, an under-the-radar John Carpenter film to check that out. 
And then he brings in um, a film with Christopher Reeve, uh, Village of the Damned, mm-hmm. which is another terrific, solid entry in his filmography. Uh, then you got John Carpenter's Vampires, Ghosts of Mars, which, okay, that one. <laughs> I, I recently watched that one. That one may not be the best film, um, but it's fun. And, and then his last film that he directed 11 years ago, The Ward. Um, so, you know, the guy's been, he's been around for like, 25 years a, a lot of great horror a lot of great sci-fi um this guy is one of the pillars of like american cinema and like he's just he's just like an institution and you know if i could watch nothing but carpenter films for my time on this desert island like i guess like maybe the correct answer would be like a director like a guy on youtube who like tells you how to build a boat but like barring that like carpenter <laughs> i would be like one of the guys that i'd most want to watch all his films because this guy's got an amazing filmography and you know just going through it with you guys i think i'm missing like three or four films of his and then i got the whole set so that's pretty cool as well so yeah man like tell me what are your guys thoughts on carpenter like what are your favorite films of his have you seen much of him are you a fan what's your what's your guys's opinion on john carpenter he certainly inspired so much of the genre right like there's there's things that that guy did for the first time that have become tropes within horror and just within filmmaking altogether and he's done some special things with music and pacing and uh, oh yeah his uh scores like he scores a lot of them and the scores are terrific you can just listen to them all day yeah no he's great he's great I got, I got nothing, man. I got to educate myself now on some of this. I mean, especially now that you guys are telling me that he does his own score. That's mm-hmm. oh, I had no idea. Troy, that's phenomenal. You so if you love give me, this you, guy. You gotta give me one. Give me one good one. You gotta sell me. You got thirty seconds. You got thirty seconds to sell me. <laughs> that's my line, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna give you one. It's right. called John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay? okay, okay. So here's the story. It's takes place in the '80s. It's they're in Antarctica. They're in a research facility. And there's like a distress signal in a nearby camp and they go in to investigate and, um, you know, they bring something back with them. And this thing is like this alien that can, um, it's, it's, it's an alien and I don't want to get too much into it, but it, it, it's so terrifying because these people are isolated in Antarctica. There's like a snowstorm outside and there's like this research center. It's just like such an amazing film. You just have to check it out. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, if you're into horror, which mm. I know you're kind of like, I don't know, like uh, I mix it around with it. Like I love the saw. Yeah, Saw's, yeah, you dabble. Saw's my thing. Yeah, yeah. You definitely yeah. have to dabble in this one. It's like, and all this, all the special effects are all practical and they still hold up. Um, just a terrific, terrific film. I can't recommend it enough. It's anytime you like Google top horror movies, this is always on the list. I've like heard. I don't think yeah. I've ever read a top like hundred greatest horror movies of all time. This thing doesn't make the list. So you definitely have to check that out. Or as well, Halloween. I mean, if you're into slasher films, yeah. this this was the one that started it in America. Like Friday the thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream, um, all of them owe it to Halloween. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. That's you forgot the biggest okay. selling factor for the thing, though. Kurt Russell. What's that? Kurt oh, Russell, man. Kurt yeah, Russell. Russell's Kurt in there. Russell. So this is his guy, then. He loves to work with. Uh, oh, Kurt, yeah. Him man. and Kurt Russell are like Johnny Depp and uh, and Tim Burton. Like they <laughs> always collab <laughs> on everything. Like Kurt Russell is in the thing. He's in Escape from New York, Escape from L.A. He's in um, Big Trouble. Oh, uh, big, big, tr- big Trouble yeah, in Little right. China. 
He wanted him for Ghosts of Mars. So I was reading Ghosts of Mars was originally going to be the third film in the Escape From franchise with Kurt Russell. But uh, the studio was like, I don't think Kurt Russell's that big of a box office draw anymore. Let's put in that uh, Ice Cube guy, and he'll be the he'll be the star. And uh, so that's that's why Ice Cube is in it. And, Isn't Val Kilmer you know, he's in actually that one pretty... too? What's that? Isn't Val Kilmer in that one too? Uh, maybe I didn't see him in there, but maybe he was all makeup up. But <laughs> no, I don't know. I could but be uh, it could have been a different one. I don't know. I just watched it for the first time, but uh, I didn't notice him in there. But uh, yeah, you definitely definitely have to check out the thing or Halloween. I mean, those are like those are two of his best like you have to check it out man you have to check it out man. all right no i, I yeah, need to man. i've heard so many good i, I things like this you know maybe what we should do yeah is we should like put like you know like recommends if you haven't like checked it out and then that way when you guys throw up your list i can be like yo let me know like well yeah throw it throw two recommends with every uh director so you're two for john carpenter okay well okay I'll, I'll do uh halloween I'll, why don't we do two recommends and a hidden gem? Sure. So Halloween and the thing, and then my hidden gem would definitely be um, Into the Mouth of Madness. And uh, you know, Troy, if whenever I see you again, yeah, I have all three of these. I'll lend them to you, and you can watch away. And then you'll be like, "Wow, this was so much better than when you recommended Shazam, Sanjay." <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> or you'll be like, "I'm never listening to Sanjay recommend me a movie again. This guy is the worst. I don't know why he buys four thousand movies, but he can't even recommend me one damn good one." <laughs> oh man! All right, Troy the boy. Yeah. Take it yes, away, sir. man. So we're doing no repeats. So no repeats. Yeah, okay. not not that. Well, considering he never saw John Carpenter film, <laughs> if he picks John Carpenter, I'm gonna be awfully surprised. <laughs> yeah. You never He's know. Bluffing the whole time. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Just say exactly what I said. He's like, I didn't research this, so. Uh... No, I'm mad. For me, it's like, it's really hard to bring it down to to one or two. But I gotta go with the guy that's delivered one of the best movies of all time. Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, the man has man. class. The man has vision. He has swag. He's he's the man. It's 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 Scorsese. It's Martin, man. Martin Scorsese. This guy's films are are brilliant. As as a young kid watching TBS and watching Goodfellas <laughs> with commercials <laughs> at Casino <laughs> with commercials, I was just so drawn to this gangster mob. You know, we've obviously seen The Godfather. And we've seen Scarface, but there's something about the characters. There's something about the way he um, brings out the performance of Robert De Niro. It's just, I, I love it. I really connect with it. I'm not a bad guy, but I just, I love rooting for the bad guys in some of these films. Hence, you know, my whole Vader and Anakin background. But I absolutely <laughs> love what he does with his films. Uh, Hugo, this guy can give you a movie. Yes. Right? He can give you a movie like Goodfellas and Casino and Departed, but then he can give you like, um, uh, Hugo as well and um, with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen I think is also in there too and that was one of the first times where I was like this guy like this guy's an okay actor you know he's not just such a goofball and the the visuals of the film was incredible the way he did like the train station I loved how he even has like a little bit of a moment where he shows you like some cinema being done um, on like curtain rods I think it is there's a whole bunch of amazing things in that movie but uh, Hugo was fantastic I love love the Departed with Nicholson and and even Matt Damon. Oh, so good, obviously Leo. I think <laughs> that got Leo's first Oscar win, wasn't it? 
Um, I think that was. Oh no, that's Martin's Scorsese? first. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Scorsese. yeah Leo's yeah. was uh, Revenant. Sorry. Re- yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He had to come to Calgary to get. He it. had to come to Calgary to get it, and then he kind of <laughs> dissed us. But that's all good. That's all good. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I. I just. I love Scorsese's film. But like I said, I love Goodfellas and Shutter Island. Oh, oh man. Underrated. Shutter Island. The first time watching that movie and the twist, I was just. Yeah. It's something I'll never be able to get. That's like for me, that's the movie, you know, like I'm always gonna be like, oh, if you get to experience Star Wars for the first time, that's mm-hmm. such a cool thing. But for me, the twist that you get in um in that film was really just something else. Shutter Island was such a cool, unique tale. I think Leo just devoured that role. And Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo was really good in that. And obviously you got Ben Kingsley as well. And I don't want to spoil anything about this film because for for me it's an easy recommend on this list. That is like the one Scorsese has so many great films to choose from. But I think for mm-hmm. something different away from the gangster stuff, go check out Shutter Island. Because Shutter Island will just it'll it'll melt your mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kinda, kinda ben, well there, said. Yeah, great, great film. Great film. So for me, um, yeah, that's who I'm going with. I'm going with uh with uh, Scorsese, man. He's a boss. And he's still putting out good stuff. You know, even the other one with my boy, Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, The Silence. Oh, Silence. Is it Silence or The Silence? I think it's Silence. Silence, yeah. Silence. Really slow. Liam Neeson even is in there too, Mm -hmm. I think. So you got Qui-Gon, you got Spider-Man, you got Kylo Ren. Like, come on. It's like your perfect movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about yeah. missionaries. Missionaries. And oh, it was it is a fantastic looking film. It is really, really slow. I, I think actually it took me two days to watch because we had to kind of break it up. But uh it was it was it was stunning how that film looked. And it was it was overall pretty cool. I think it didn't I can't remember how it was received in the box office. Obviously not much money wise. You know, these films don't bring in tons and tons of MCU money. But um, <laughs> I can't remember how it was received. But I remember there was a lot of hype for that film. And I can't remember if it was Silence or it was The Irishman. Were those Netflix exclusives first? I know The I, Irishman was. Irishman was. Silence I, had like a weird rollout. I remember. Yeah. But like the thing with Silence is it's just so crushing. Like yeah. it's a hard watch. Like it it's is. a excellent movie to watch once but it's like it's pretty it's pretty dour type of thing Mm. and it's not something that you're like ah i feel like throwing on a flick tonight let's let's watch silence (laughs) it's not a good date movie first date like hey you know i thought we could go check out silence together on a first date yeah like the only date movie that could be worse than the clone wars animated movie Yeah. As the first date would be silence. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I can vouch for that for sure. Oh, Troy, no, that's an awesome pick. I just want to say, like, I know yeah. a lot of uh, people, uh, just two things on Scorsese. Like, one um, one of my favorites of his is Taxi Driver yeah. with Classic. Um, Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. So good. And if you're a fan of The Joker, you have to watch that movie because The Joker is really based on that. Yeah. And another one that's kind of like under the radar for him, it's a remake from 91. It's Cape Fear. Hmm. And uh, it's like, it's really good. Like Simpsons did an awesome episode parodying it (laughs) where, um, you know, Bart witnesses something Sideshow Bob does. So they go in like witness protection and then they like go down to Florida and then Sideshow Bob comes and like attacks them. But it's kind of like, like the story is that like, is that the episode when he steps on the rakes? Over and over yeah, again. exactly. Dude, I'm right there with you. Okay, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Simpsons did an awesome parody of that, yeah. um, and I didn't even know that. Like I watched that episode, 
And then like 20 years later, like 10 years later, I'd watch Cape Fear and I was like, hey, I've seen this before with Sideshow no Bob. <laughs> That's amazing. But you have to check out that one. It's such a good one. And uh, the thing with Scorsese, I know a lot of people were like upset with his MCU comments. And, you know, I don't really think like, um, you know, I think people like kind of took him out of context and whatnot. But I think like what you got to realize with this guy is like this guy lives and breathes cinema. Like he's a walking museum. He's like a curator of film and like this guy grew up you know watching movies and uh he he loves movies so much that he started a foundation because like i think there was like what 50 percent of all films made before i don't know the date like 1940 or 1930 are gone forever just because studios were so shitty with storing them and just throwing them in vaults they're like we don't need these anymore or like throwing him in the water because they're like well this has already been in the theater what are we gonna do with this film reel And, and he's like you know, he loves cinema and film so much that he started this foundation where, you know, people are restoring these films and um, bringing them back to life and releasing them on home video and whatnot. So, like, the man is literally, you know, saving cinema. Like, he's he's bringing it back to future generations. And, you know, um, what can you say about that? Like, no matter if you agree with him or not on the MCU, this guy is saving, <laughs> is saving film mm. for future generations. Like, there's no one else is doing that so uh man hats off to him but uh yeah. great pick troy thanks man excellent excellent man you guys brought the heat with like those the platitudes that you were writing down on your directors <laughs> and everything else it's just like i'm gonna be like ah, i, I like christopher nolan because he made batman <laughs> batman movies that there. wouldn't be a bad pick man that yeah. guy's gonna be up there i think by the time his career is done definitely you man. know in 20 years definitely. people will be talking about him up with these guys definitely. yeah absolutely but you know what i i'm gonna elevate my game a little bit so the one that i chose and mostly because he has a massive catalog of not only films that he's been involved with and directed but collaborations with his brother and also TV projects and such a variety of films and uh, genres that he plays in is Ridley Scott. Oh, oh man. What a pick. Yeah. So solid, solid. Like, and you got to think he's brought us some of the all time great classic movies like alien gladiator, blade runner, like uh, things that will be with us forever that, Every time you talk about film, you reference Blade Runner. You reference yeah. Aliens. Like, they yeah. inspired so many things. Like, to this day, people are still trying to recapture the magic of what Ridley brought us with Aliens. But then, like, other stuff. Like, the guy made Thelma and Louise, and he made G.I. Jane. And The Martian, it, right? He did it with yeah. Matt Damon? Yeah. yeah. The Martian, um, Concussion just so many things and even just recently he did um uh raised by wolves on hbo max or that's right yeah crave up here and uh yeah like i tried the first episode and i was like i don't know if this is for me but i had started it late and people were just gushing about it and by the time i got to episode like three or four like i couldn't watch this thing fast enough it was so compelling and so rich and he's always trying to do things that we've never experienced before and evoke different emotions and Things don't always work, but um, man, when this guy hits it out of the park, he hits it out of the park kind of thing. And like I said, some of the most special movies ever, or even movies like Legend, right? Like this mm, yeah. wacky fantasy movie with 
Tom Cruise and this cool devil monster that Todd McFarlane's making figures of even like <laughs> 40 years after it came out kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's wicked, man. That's wicked. Oh, yeah. Like, that's amazing, man. I, I love that pick because this guy, you know, I'm one of the, the oddballs. I don't know about people out there, but I love Prometheus, at least the first one. I think Prometheus right. is amazing. And then Blade Runner is one of my favorites of all time. Um, and he did Gladiator, you said too, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah like, are you not entertained? Like, I love, <laughs> yeah. I love Gladiator. I think really Scott is, is a genius. I love what he does. And that's such a cool pick because it's weird for me. I think he's such a juggernaut in the industry but he also gets slept on if that mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. obviously you think of like you think of like the scorsese's you think of the christopher nolan's and and what have you but a lot of times like guys like really scott like he's given us aliens he's given us so much like the world of blade runner how many times have we yeah. seen people try and replicate that you know and that's a combination right? of him obviously and then obviously you got like well roger deakins was what he what he did with blade runner 2049 but people are always trying to get like that environment that world and that comes from that guy's head even to this yeah. day we're still talking about blade runner and where it fits in and you know there's theories out there that it connects with prometheus and stuff like that or in in the world of aliens so and that's just one film he has so many films that are just fantastic so i I love that pick dude yeah and that's why i had him as my choice is because his filmography is just it's almost never ending like yeah uh, i could go a long time before i have to start repeat viewing stuff on my desert island there (laughs) so yeah man absolutely man like um I'm just going to say, like, uh, Black Hawk Down. Mm-hmm. Such an underrated flick. Um, Hannibal, like, he, he did the sequel to Sands of the Lambs, which is, you know, such a hard thing to follow up, but it's actually, like, a solid, solid film. And I think one that people sleep on in terms of, like, gangster films is American Gangster, man. Oh, yeah, with Denzel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Denzel yeah, yeah. and Russell Crowe. Yeah, man, that like, was great. Come on. Yeah. Great yeah. flick. And that, great flick. Yeah, that, that had a great score, too. Jay-Z, I think that's Jay-Z's second album, Back at retirement, oh, no way. and it was it was dope. It was good. I love that. Ti was in there. That was a good movie. I really yeah, like that one. Yeah. I think I gotta have to put that on the rewatch now because I'm yeah. like, damn, that is like, and that's like part of like him, right? Like you mentioned, like like all these like titans, and then you kind of like sleep on Scott because you're like, oh yeah, American Gangster, but like you you know you don't really think about it until like someone brings it up, and you're like, damn, like that was a really solid flick. Yeah. Well, and just the things that he does to just drive the art of filmmaking forward, right? Like, mm-hmm. he puts out Kingdom of Heaven, which is probably going to be my hidden gem. And nice. it's kind of a a mixed reception for it because of how the theatrical release was edited and where they had to take it down. And then he puts out director's cuts of this movie that are completely different movies but equally strong to what he put out in the theatrical <laughs> cut it, it's yeah. the most bizarre thing ever because the viewing experience is vastly different but mm-hmm. it's it's hard to choose which one is better kind of thing or even like that remember he did that all the money in the world movie oh yeah and well, then yeah. kevin spacey gets canceled and he doesn't even miss his release date he parachutes christopher Plummer in yeah to like be essentially the main role in this movie and gets christopher Plummer an academy award nomination like (laughs) that's crazy that's a baller move right there man that was amazing yeah that's recent that's like what 2019 2020 no 2019 i think that happened Uh, yeah it was like two three years ago 2017 was it that long ago 
Holy smokes. Time that... has no meaning anymore, wow. Troy. It's all flat circle. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, like how much of a boss move is that? That's incredible. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even his House of Gucci that's coming out with Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. Like that looks dope as heck. Yeah. Well, I'm going to. Yeah, that, that looks really out. good. Yeah, yeah, with Adam Driver. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah man. So Ridley, that's my, uh, that's my number one draft pick in the uh, director nice. draft. So Sonny. Solid pick. Yes, Back my to you man. for number two from you. All right, so I'm gonna go with a guy here that uh, he makes he makes thrillers. You know, he makes um, movies that really don't get made that much anymore. Uh, this is more like throwback films, but uh, I I don't know. I really like like crime thrillers or like uh, stuff like that. And it's Brian De Palma. Oh, nice. This is a nice. guy that pe- people kind of sleep on nowadays. Um, but like just looking at his filmography here, so um, he has the movie in the Criterion Collection Sisters with Margot Kidder, which is like a terrific horror film. I, I love it, and so that's like one of his like lesser known ones. And then his other horror film, Carrie, again Stephen King, just a terrific, terrific film. Um, and then he has Dress to Kill um, in the Criterion Collection. It's on my watch list, so no spoilers. But that is apparently another terrific film. Uh, and then Scarface, Troy, you mentioned gangster films. Okay, I mean, Scarface yeah. is one of the top, you know, five or ten uh, gangster films ever created. Yep. Uh, just a terrific film with Al Pacino, and it's just Michelle Pfeiffer, man. Michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, man. yeah, man. Um, just a wonderful film. And then uh, this would probably be my hidden gem is uh, Body Double. This is. This, he said this was his like uh, this was his follow up film to Scarface, but he said it's kind of like his ode to Hitchcock. And I really do find Brian De Palma films are very much like inspired by Alfred Hitchcock, but like in an '80s setting because all of them are released in the '80s, most of them. And uh, just such an interesting film. It's like this struggling actor who comes home one day and he sees his wife is cheating on him, so he needs a new place to live. And he has a friend that's like, "You can stay at my house." And he's like, um, he's like, you'll love it. And uh, so he goes there and then there's his neighbor, this lady across the street. And uh, every night before she goes to bed, she does this like, uh, like this dance or the, this like the strip tease <laughs> dance. And he's like, he's like into it. So he's like watching her and like spying on her. And then um, one day she ends up, you know, getting murdered. And uh, it's just like, you know, that like scenario. And it, it's very weird. Like, uh it, it, the film like goes like all over the place. Like there's like scenes where like the guys like in the porn industry trying to like find like, you know, the solution to this uh, murder mystery. And, you know, the cops are like, you're peeping Tom, like, why, why should we trust you kind of thing? Um, it, it's a wonderful film. It, like, it'll keep you guessing on like who, who did it up until the end. Um, it's just a terrific film and it's, uh, it's very eighties, but man, it, it's just like, just like a solid, film that like engages you in this world and with these characters and you're just trying to figure out you know what's happening what's going on um and then like fast forward and he's still like putting out some good stuff like carlito's way uh he did the first mission impossible um, which, which carlito's way the first one or the or the the one where they go back in time and it's like the young carlito like it's the... uh this is from 93 so i think it's oh, the okay. first so one. that's the pacino one then okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Um, and, and the Mission Impossible. And then, like, this is one of my favorite films, and I guess this would be another hidden gem, but Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage. Like, this is such a terrific wow. setting for a film where it's, like, 
it's in Atlantic City and there's a hurricane coming and there's this fight, like this prize fight boxing match and Nicolas Cage is there. He's like a police officer and then someone gets shot and he's trying to solve like who did it, like who committed the murder and like he goes through, like there's all this stuff that happens like involving the boxers, like are they involved and like he doesn't let anyone leave the arena and he's trying to like solve it. It's, it's wonderful. It's again, like another, um, another thriller or like another crime drama where you're keeps you guessing to the end and Nicolas Cage is awesome in it. You know, he's one of my favorite uh, <laughs> actors of all time. And, uh, he doesn't really, he hasn't really done much, um, lately, but, uh, well, this movie Domino, which I don't know too much about. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, it's just one of those, uh, directors that I'm just kind of, um, learning about or like you know catching his films on the criterion collection or um you know prestige films that are going to really stand the test of time and it like you know i've only seen maybe like five or six of his films but like he's got a vast filmography of like 20 20 plus films so you know it would be awesome like maybe those are like his, only his five good ones but i don't think so like i'm i'm really curious to like see this guy and like explore like uh more of his filmography but uh my recommends like obviously Scarface would be up there, but like for hidden gems, you, you know, you couldn't go wrong with body double or snake eyes. It's nice. just, uh, just check those out there, man. Just a terrific filmography. This guy's put together. No, that's cool, man. That's cool. That's I definitely one, gotta check that. I, I had no idea of his background, especially when you mentioned like Carlito's way Scarface. I was like, Oh shoot. Okay. <laughs> it's always interesting too, when you have these directors, right. And, um, they seem to have like their go-to uh, like, you know, woman or guy, right. That's right. You know, like we have, like we just mentioned before um, Johnny Depp and um, I was going to say Schumacher, not Schumacher, Tim Burton. Right. And then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then obviously, the, the other guy, <laughs> the other guy, and then you get, you obviously get Leo and um, Scorsese quite a bit of times yeah. too. Right. So it's, uh, it's really cool to see how they develop that. And then obviously your boy just now clearly has something with uh, Pacino. So that's really cool, man. Yeah, man. I dig that. I mean, it's not a bad guy to have a rapport with, right. It's like, Hey, the greatest actor of our generation of all time. Can you be in my film? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. so it's not a bad guy to have on speed dial. Like, yeah. Hey, Pacino, you want to, you want to join in here? No doubt. No doubt. Excellent. Troy. Yes, sir. Number two, man. Who's, Number uh, two. who's second in the order for you? This this is my guy right now. You know, there, there's so many. If Kevin Feige was only a director, hey, eh? like that, <laughs> oh man, that'd be a cheat. That'd, that'd, be, a, be, a that'd cheat. be a cheat. And um, I'm gonna honestly, I'd be good with just George Lucas, but I'm gonna go with um, he's not new, but he's kind of new, and I think this guy's brilliant. I think he's gonna be a powerhouse, much like uh, like Nolan. And I'm going with, uh, and I hope I don't butcher, butcher his name because I always do, but Denny Villeneuve. I oh. I knew you'd you, take him, man. See, I, I thought you were you going to take him. him. I, I, if it wasn't me, it was you. So <laughs> yeah, I got to go 100%. with this guy. He, he is lightning. He had me with, uh, with Blade Runner 2049. That movie to me blew me away. That to me is one of the movies that you have to see in theaters because the score itself, you have him, you have Roger Deakins together, and it's Ryan Goslin, Dave Bautista. Uh, Ben Affleck's ex. I forgot her name, but you know, she's oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my goodness. Um, <laughs> phenomenal movie, phenomenal movie. I'll leave it at that. Um, and then also you have like Sicario. Sicario is so different from all of his other films too, yeah. and that's a it's a fantastic film. I love that one. 
Um, and then what's the Arrival? Arrival to Arrival. me, you know, it's funny. Out of all of his movies, I love his movies so much. Like for me, I feel like his movies are so good. And Arrival isn't even like top of the list for me. That's how good his like filmography is. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people probably think opposite. People, a lot of people like Arrival, and I think it was it was cool. It's not bad. I just think compared to all of his other things, um, you know, Prisoners as well is another cool one. Oh, Dune looks God. like it's going to be something extremely special. Um, mm-hmm. I know he doesn't have enough movies to keep me floated on that island, but I could rewatch a lot of those <laughs> films over and over again. I think his scope on things like Arrival and Blade Runner is absolutely stunning but then he can bring it small scale and intimate like sicario he's just a brilliant filmmaker i really truly believe that so and i could see why he's a little uh a little butthurt uh while back there when it um you know wb kind of took out his uh was kind of playing around with the dune um release date never because it's going to go just to streaming and whatnot and his kind of movies are definitely the ones that have to be experienced on the big screen so i could kind of see his reasoning behind that because i'm telling you you see a rival on the big screen you see blade runner on the big screen um and i think that's what dune is going to be very much like maybe mm-hmm. if not bigger so right. for me i go with him man all day so speaking Troy, of that seen... are we going to oh, go sorry, see go dune in the i am on oh the yeah. big screen? yeah definitely man definitely even if zendaya is only there for a little bit that's cool <laughs> by me and uh Charlie, uh was it uh charlamagne uh, oh, Timothy Shal- yeah. Tim- Timothy Shal- I mean, he he's he's an up and comer too. We're talking about best people in the game. That guy is that guy's gonna be something special. Uh, Aquaman in there as well. Uh, Oscar Isaac as well. Um, oh, I forgot Batista is in Batista there? as well. And I believe the girl from Greatest Showman and the last two. Oh, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. She's great. She had uh, me. The from, one I um, thought was Michelle Pfeiffer. Is, is she in there too? <laughs> No, 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 oh. but I, every time I watched Doctor Sleep, I thought for sure, I was like, oh, that's Michelle Pfeiffer, and then Carlos would always correct me and be like, no, that's Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, she, she's cool, man. She had me from Mission Impossible, I think it's like the second last one. She's in the last two, but uh, she's a force to be reckoned with. So, yeah, for, for me, it's it's Denny. He's, he's, a, he's a brilliant filmmaker, all day, all day. Solid. Have you seen his film Enemy? No, no. Oh, you should check it out. So, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. And so he's just like this guy with his wife or girlfriend. And I can't remember. I think she might be pregnant in it. Okay. And they're just watching TV one day. And then all of a sudden, another Jake Gyllenhaal, like someone that looks identical to him, appears on the TV screen. And he's like, what the heck is going on? And it's just like kind of that uh, mystery. And I think it takes place in Toronto because like uh, Denis Villeneuve is Canadian. And, you know, some of his films take place there. But, uh, yeah, it's a really solid flick. Um crazy crazy film and i, I won't spoil anything yeah. but yeah man it's really good you'll have to check it out oh thanks. i know you you'll like it because you like villeneuve and jake gyllenhaal is awesome and uh, oh. it's, it's a smaller film but it's pretty awesome well i love that because that's what that's what i go back to too is he can do something so big but then something so small and same with jake gyllenhaal you know um like uh what was that one he did was it ghost rider or oh Night yeah nightcrawler nightcrawler, nightcrawler. That's oh, another one so that's good. cool, and um, and this is the second time he's worked with him, then, right? Because he also did mm-hmm. uh, Prisoners with uh, Hugh Jackman, <laughs> that's right. and so okay, good looking out, Enemy. I'll check that out. I'll check yeah, that out. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, I guess I got to bring it home, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna also go with a good old Canadian boy, and he's not the most beloved director in the world, but like looking at filmographies, I was just like, how do you argue with this guy? He might be cantankerous. But at the same time, he always brings the goods. James Cameron. 
Like oh, solid pick, man. How could you argue with that of pick? Of course. Yeah, exactly. Like Titanic, one of the greatest movies of all time. Like love it. you've got to have a heart of stone if you don't love Titanic kind of thing. And like that movie has a special place in my heart because it came during like that that climax of my dating life. But that movie was number one for so long that there's like four different girls that I got to see that movie with over the point in time. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll ask your wife and she'll be like, that never happened. <laughs> Ironically, she was the last person that I saw Titanic with. So there you uh, go. She, she was there my rose. <laughs> she was the one who got off that board for you. All the other girls would stay on, but she was the one that yeah, brought you up. Exactly. So, you know, like, uh, yeah, James, you, you're part of a good time in my life, brother. But uh, The Abyss, Aliens, like yeah. I, I had Ridley with the first Alien, and how do you match the, the intensity of that first movie and mm-hmm. the suspense? And James Cameron comes in, he's commissioned to direct the sequel, and he just flips the whole thing on his on its head. And mm. to this day, it's a debate as to which of those two movies is better, Alien or Aliens kind of thing. So phenomenal sequel. And then two of my favorite movies of all time. And, you know, these guys, we've been talking about directors working with certain actors, and I love Arnold. I yeah. No shame. No yeah. shame. He's the man. He's Absolutely. he is awesome. Yeah. Like from his pump and iron days to his uh, YouTube videos with Lulu in his kitchen telling people to go get <laughs> vaccinated. Um, <laughs> True Lies, and then of course Terminator and Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah. Man, Desert Island. I could just watch Terminator Two over oh, and over and over it's again. Perfect like, film. So perfect good. Film. So it's good. incredible. It's incredible. Like, how do you have a movie from 1992 that people are still quoting kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. And people are still trying to match the special effects, and they don't look nearly as good today as they did back then. Uh, people still trying to make a good Terminator film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Right? And then, like, while I'm on my desert island, I'll actually be the only guy that gets new releases because I'll get the subsequent Avatar films. <laughs> We're just going to parachute them in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this little disc comes floating down on a parachute. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Oh, man. Good old James Cameron. He's, uh, he's going to be my uh, second pick. And, I, you know... Terminator 2 and True Lies are going to be my gotta-go films for him. And Hidden Gem, I'm actually going to say The Abyss, because I imagine there's a lot of people out there in our listenership that haven't watched that one. But that's another one that really molded the way people make films in that sci-fi space. So, yeah. That's cool, man. I'm still waiting on James Cameron's Spider-Man. I remember the (laughs) Wizard comics. James Cameron (laughs) is doing Spider-Man. I think it was Sony still. Yeah, and uh, yeah. DiCaprio was meant to be Peter, and I remember the cover. He had his spider senses going on, his half DiCaprio, half Spider-Man mask, and I was uh, like, "Cool, no oh, this is gonna be amazing." Oh, I know that happened. Alex Ross costume. Yeah, which basically oh. became the uh, Superior Spider-Man costume. One hundred percent ripped off a ton of it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that just goes to show how ahead of the curve James Cameron is. Yeah, is that Absolutely. he concocted Superior Spider-Man in like nineteen ninety-two. There it is. <laughs> the, my one issue with Cameron is he never puts his films out on like 4K or Blu-ray. So like True Lies and The Abyss are still DVD only. And and like Avatar is no 4K release. 
I'm like Terminator, the first one, no 4K release. Like, what are you doing, James? Get you know, stop making Avatar films and put your existing catalog on 4K. Like, come on, man. Why is that? Has he <laughs> has he said the reason for that? I think he wants to be like involved with the uh, with the transfer. Like, I know Terminator 2. There's a 4K release, but it's like notorious as being one of the worst 4K releases ever, because like Arnold Schwarzenegger looks like all waxy and it looks like very bad you know it looks too kind of too good you know what mm. i mean so that way it takes away from it and so i think he wants to be like personally involved but he's always so busy with all his other films and right. all his other projects that he never really has the time to like you know and, and it makes sense because like how much copies are going to sell of like the the abyss or true lies 4k probably less than a million bucks but well, you know, like, avatar 2 and disney's not pumping out a ton of discs right now right and those would all be mm-hmm. fox movies so right yeah yeah um you know you mentioned arnold there carlos and if we were doing this for actors or actresses i would probably choose arnold as like my number one as like oh. you can only watch movies from one actor without a doubt it'd have to be arnold absolutely oh. well he'd also inspire you to stay fit right because you don't watch those <laughs> right? movies and like not want to hit the weights Get the coconuts going. Well, I like and, this. I think it's uh, off the top of your head. Can you guys do an actor one? One each? One besides each? Arnold? Yeah. Okay, besides Arnold? Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, Ooh, excellent. Okay. He's got The Shining. He's got The Departed. He's got One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's in Batman. The man's in, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Plus, I have The Shining right there that I just looked and saw. So, how about you guys? Uh, it's a toss-up t- for me between two. Um, between uh, Cruz and mm. Brad Pitt. But I, I Brad, Brad Pitt's my guy. So, I'll, I'll go with Brad Pitt, man. You got you got my you got my movie. You got Troy. You got Troy going <laughs> so on. So, you must really love Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, that's dope, too. Yeah, you got <laughs> oh, both those guys, man. And then you got Benjamin Button. You got um, World War Z. Uh, you got seven. Fight Club. You got Seven. The, yeah. the, you know uh, what's what's the other one? Ah, oh, shoot, is it? Uh, he, he always picks interesting so projects. Different ones. He's great though. I I I, th- I think he's just I think he's awesome, man. I I love what that yeah. guy can do. But Tom Cruise is also my guy because he has that run. He has that. Rick- <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He has that run. He has he has the whole Mission Impossible franchise for me, which is just a killer. Um, was it Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow. I love all oh, Tom Cruise so films. Good. Honestly, I'm, I'm a yeah. sucker for everything he does. So Minority tough. Report. Minority Report. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Good. Last also, Samurai. For, oh. Last Samurai. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt Fury. Oh Such yeah. An underrated oh, war yeah. Film. That's an That's excellent good. movie. That's solid. Yeah. yeah. That's solid. Yeah. Excellent movie. Ah, for me. I mean, we're taking Arnold out because, like, he's. He's, he's a Spielberg of this, right? Like, you'd have to choose our own. Yeah. Just the Conan franchise alone, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'd have to go with his counterpart, Stallone, man. Like, no. Oh, like, you got so Rocky. Good. You got Rambo. Yeah. You've got some rough ones in there, like, stop or my mom will shoot. But, uh, man. Demolition quality, man. man. Yeah. Man, Demolition Man is dope. <laughs> Judge Dredd. Yeah. I, I want everybody to inter- to email the nerd room, the nerd RM at gmail.com and tell me how the three shells work in demolition. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Have you ever seen, um, last action hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Where it's like a kind of like play. And then like they go to the movie store and then Stallone is Terminator. 
Yes. <laughs> like the yeah. big, that's so cool. I, yeah, but he does cool stuff, man. Like, and I like the Expendables movies, yeah. and uh, you know what? I'd get the Creed franchise in there, or at yeah. least oh, two yeah, out of three would be 100%. coming to me. Um, yeah, yeah it, like Matthew McConaughey is kind of my version of uh, Troy's Tom Cruise or Brad yeah. Pitt. But man, if I take him as my pick, I got a whole load of rom coms coming along with that pick. So. <laughs> I got to go with my boy Sly. That and uh, you cannot watch Rocky 3 or Rocky 4 and not work out. So once again, yep. I'd stay in shape. Yes. Having, uh, Just swim Sly off the island, my... right? It, it would get to that point, man. It would get yep. to that point where um, right? yeah, my training montage would oh. conclude and I'd be swimming onto the mainland somewhere. Oh, you, You'd so be good. watching Rocky 5 on repeat? Just the montage? Or was it Rocky 4? Four. Four. With the... Four, yeah, just the montage, and then, you know, it'd be like a Soviet like boat that came to rescue. You'd be like, "Net, get out of here." <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't want you. Perfect. And speaking of Rocky Four, I, we get a new version of it this year, I think. Right? That's right. He's, Director's cut. Yeah, he's reworked no it, and I guess it's a fairly different <clears throat> film to the point it's getting a theatrical release. No way. No way. Yo, we gotta yeah. go see that. Yeah, we gotta man. go yeah. see oh, that for absolutely. sure. Definitely. Yeah. Should dress up as their favorite characters. I would naturally be Ivan Drago because I look the most like him. I'll be Apollo's son, so I'll just be, you know, Michael <laughs> yeah. B. I'll just be on that tip. <laughs> yeah, you just get to roll normal. Just wear shorts and no top. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. And uh, like, oh, that guy's dressed as Creed. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to go as uh, Clubber Lang. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, how cool are the Rocky films, man? Like, they're, they're the greatest, just... man. They do oh. no wrong in my opinion. Even the one with Tommy Guns, right? I could still mess around with it. Right. Yeah. I love that franchise. Oh, yeah. Even like Hit me and I'll sue. <laughs> <laughs> so that good, was man. funny. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, how about for an actress? We've done actors. Uh, I'll let you guys go first because, you know, I don't want to take the one that you guys would be like, oh. I'm going to take her. Oh, right. man. You know, for a minute, um, and it was a minute, <laughs> it was Je- Jennifer Lawrence did no wrong in my books from the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I really dug her. I loved loved her in, um, you know, I talked about Scorsese. I actually wasn't a big fan of Wolf of Wall Street. I felt like that year, American Hustle was the better Scorsese film, even though it wasn't Scorsese. And mm. I loved Jennifer Lawrence in, because um, she was in that one, and she was also in... Uh, Silver Lining Playbook mm-hmm. with Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. With Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why couldn't they just practice on Saturday? Why did they insist on practicing on Sunday during football? Drove me crazy. I was like, okay, but like you have Saturday. You guys aren't doing anything. You just have to pick Sunday. Come on. Interesting. <laughs> the homemades. Your mom's made homemades. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, it's going to be my girl, Eva Green. Eva Green Ooh. can do no wrong in my book. Mm. And, uh, nice. you know, I'd get a movie like A Dame to Kill For that could be useful on a desert island. I'd get <laughs> uh, Bond movies oh. with Casino Royale. I'd get stuff like Miss Peregrine's. I'd get Rise of an Empire. She's a phenomenally talented actress. Mm. I get her Penny Dreadful series, which is one of the coolest series and unfortunately cut short, but uh, that one's killer. Like if you're into kind of the classic universal monsters type of thing, 
definitely give that show a watch. It does a cool twist on all the mainstays from that lore. But uh, yeah, Eva Green's mm. Eva Green's my girl. How Tim Burton landed her, I will never know. <laughs> I will never know. He's talented, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna go with Nicole Kidman. Oh, uh, solid pick. actress has been in anything from Batman Forever, and then you get Aquaman one and two. And you get Stanley Kubrick. I mean, Stanley Kubrick was someone that I wanted to put on as like my directors, but he just, he didn't have enough films for me. He only has like 10 or 12 and they're all like some of the best films ever, but like she's an eyes wide shut with Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. And then Moulin Rouge, which is like one of the greatest musicals of all time. The others. um, Yeah, man, she's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Days of Thunder, The Invasion, I actually thought was pretty good. And Dead Calm. You know, it's Killing of a Sacred Deer was another good one. You know, she's been she's been putting out movies for a long, 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 long time and underrated. I mean, and plus I get three superhero films, so. That works out. And we'll oh. even throw in, like, Keith Urban's discography as a, as a oh bonus. Oh, my God, I'd be so happy. Yeah. I think I've been to, like, three or four Keith Urban concerts in my life. Like, no word of a lie. I know. <laughs> he is, like, one of my favorite. Oh, he's so good. Like, in terms of. Oh my God! Just in terms of like the pillars of like modern country music, Keith Urban is up there. Just yeah, and so you know, and I think we'll just cap it there with that little. <laughs> we want to come back for more Keith Urban talk next year. With that, he, and he performed halftime at the Great Cup with the that was really with cool. that promo from the seventeen-year-old girl of the Nerd Room podcast, Sanjay. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah a little bit off the rails a little bit different but i hope everybody enjoyed the show today um and if you didn't then i hope you never listen to no i'm just kidding <laughs> if you didn't please don't despair know that our master and commander the meryl marvel mary marvel maestro himself should be back next week although we're doing a review episode so i guess i'm going to be your host too but tim will keep this whole ship afloat and keep it going in the right direction He'll be the Russell Crowe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, because like you got that fear of him, so he'll keep you in line. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if you like what we do, you can check out everything that we have going on on thenerdroom.net. Uh, you can check us out at the NerdRM on Instagram. You'll be able to see maybe the NECA Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, mm. maybe the greatest Black Panther hot toys in existence. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe even just some sweet, sweet steel books. Mm, you don't, right. you don't know what'll be coming there. But yeah, check us out there. Uh, props to Rob Wade who promotes us each and every week on emotionally14.com. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and so we'll have our Black Widow review coming next week. Uh, we'll also have our live stream to wrap up Loki with the Vigilante 1939 crew. That's going to be delayed a week as well because once again going to talk marvel you need the man tim so we pushed it from tomorrow to recording it once he can do so and uh later on this week i'll be recording with our man ryan lauer on the batman book club for my all-time favorite batman story and uh exactly so i'm not gonna no spoilers but if you want to know what the uh, goddamn batman's favorite batman story is and why and I guarantee you, you're not going to guess because it's a pretty non-conventional choice. Darth Goody knows, but he's about the only one. 
Um, it's probably that time Batman was rainbow colored and he had different colored suits. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic. <laughs> but for the nerd room, I'm Troy. I'm Batman. And I want to love somebody, love somebody like you. Well, and how else can we go out, folks? Thanks for bearing with us. <laughs> And hopefully you join us next week. We're out. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.